0: Episode 166 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. Someone who definitely had an impact on this community, the owner of the Wichita Wind Surge, Lou Schweckheimer. Lou died Wednesday. Today we discuss the impact he had during the short time he worked and lived in Wichita. Members of the WBJ editorial staff are going to join me for that discussion. First, the big story in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. The controversy of first inviting, then canceling Ivanka Trump's address to WSU Tech graduates brought strong reaction from those who support Wichita State. This week, we take a look at the relationship between the university and its biggest supporters. WSU officials tell us they are confident any relationships that were damaged, Can be repaired. Our story begins on page thirty-four. This week we spend ten minutes with Shelley Coleman Martins at Wichita State University. It's her job to tell the WSU story. That's on page thirty-nine. This week's list automotive dealerships, we provide information on the number of vehicles sold over the last year. Page six. Each week we provide business intelligence on new real estate deals, bankruptcies, building permits, new corporations who owes back taxes, court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 33. Equity Bank has been our sponsor from the start, episode one. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Well, like everyone else, we were shocked to hear that Lou Schweckheimer died. Of course, he was the one who negotiated with the city of Wichita to bring the New Orleans Baby Cakes, the AAA team, baseball team, to Wichita. Uh, They are affiliates of the Miami Marlins. Then also, uh, he, in the course of negotiating that, uh, put together the the plans for a new stadium in Wichita, $75 million stadium. Also, he made a commitment for development around the stadium uh, as well, retail and some other things that were going in there, he uh, he seemed to adopt Wichita quickly. He and the staff, and he joined me on episode 129 to talk about Wichita and why they wanted to come here.
1: The city is really surging forward, and we talk about one of the reasons we wanted to come to Wichita is we really wanted to be part of the renaissance, and we believe in the city. We fell in love with the people, the passion the respect we've been treated with, people are just kind and uh, welcoming. And I think that's one of the greatest attributes of the city. So we really wanted to be part of that. And we tell everybody we're here for one reason, because we love Wichita.
0: And beyond uh, being a businessman and a baseball guy, he was just charming. He was energetic. He was driven. And uh, people seemed to like him. They may not have been crazy about the, uh, the name, the Wichita Wind Surge, but they seemed to accept Lou and uh, really like him. Kirk, this guy was really a baseball guy, wasn't he?
2: He was a lifetime in baseball, uh, most of it with the Pawtucket Red Sox. You know, kind of a famed AAA minor league affiliate of the Boston Red Sox, and yeah, he he kind of lived the dream of every minor league baseball employee of just working his way up, and you know, became a general manager and owner uh, and. He had a vision for Wichita, and that's what kind of intrigues me about, you know, this the timing of this all is that, you know, he, he spent at most 18 months in this city. I'm not sure he'd ever been to Wichita before, you know, Jeff Longwell called or whoever whoever from the city called. Right. But he saw something, and that's, to, to me, what uh, will kind of be the lasting legacy of Lou is that he saw something in Wichita as a baseball town and, 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 and something on the riverfront that I think that, that you know, we needed to see as a community
0: really a baseball guy. And the saddest part of it, he worked so hard to get this done and now he won't see a baseball game at riverfront stadium. That's just uh, just a sad deal.
2: The irony is, is, is pretty amazing that he died of, of what kept this season from starting and what kept him from seeing, you know, opening day back in April. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating to to see how this all played out over 18 months.
0: Shelby, uh, over those 18 months, you had some interactions with Lou Schweckheimer. Talk about those interactions and what your impressions were.
3: Yeah, I mean, he was probably one of the first people that I sat down with when I started here at the Business Journal last summer. And I think he recognized that I was young and that I was new. And I think he kind of identified with that newness, you know, and I think he wanted to make sure that I got a fair shake And how I covered, you know, downtown and and the construction of the stadium. And so I appreciated that very much. Um, And he was always reachable, um, always a stand-up guy, you know, whenever I had questions. And I probably had a lot of questions. Um, And the thing that I, I think I'll remember about Lou is that he always remembered very small details about a person. And he always asked about them. Like he knew that I was planning a wedding and he every time I talked to him or saw him, oh, how's the wedding planning going? And he remembered what we had talked about last time and he asked me how that went and what's coming up next. And then I remember he, he you know, he knew that I drove here from Florida and at one point, I don't remember what time of year it was, but he was driving up from northeast here to Wichita with his dog and he he said something to me like, "Yeah, Shelby, I know what you what that was like because you you did that too." And I was like, "Wow, I don't even remember you know, telling Lou that story, but I must have at some point. And so he was just always really good at remembering, you know, things about a person and always wanted to check in to see how you were doing. And, and that's something that, you know, as you said, he was new to Wichita. He wasn't from here, but I think he very much fit in with the fabric of, of Kansas and in the Midwest. Um, And I think that's what made him such an, you know, an adopted Wichita, you know, so
0: such an important trait to have if you can have that kind of a memory and remember people and really be sincere about caring for them that seems like like lou was that way daniel what were your interactions with uh lou like
1: yeah much uh the same as shelby uh was saying very gracious with his time uh certainly you know we we talked to him a lot through this whole process. Obviously, it was a, a huge story for Wichita, the relocation and the stadium, and and uh, he was always uh, reachable and and willing to talk and and forthright. And and one thing that sticks out through all that was, um, uh, and, and you've seen other folks say this as well, just kind of relentless optimism. Because um, there were times during that whole process that you know. Uh, there were not the best feelings in some regards and some controversy around some of it. And so even when he would be discussing, you know, uh, difficult subjects and things that were, you know, drawing the ire of some folks anyway, locally, um, still just, like I said, relentlessly optimistic and saw, as Kurt said, a a vision of what baseball in Wichita could be. And and, uh, uh, as you said as well, Bill, charming. Uh, he just, he, he came across, uh, in that way. And, and it's, you know, he sold a lot of people on that vision and, um, he, he stuck to it and, and, um, and it, it wasn't, uh, uh, you know, fake on his part. You could tell he really believed it. And he saw a 30 year future for you know, the wind surge in Wichita. So the other thing I, I would say about him also, as far as being a lifelong baseball guy, uh, you know, in the dozen or more conversations I probably had with them uh, during during the those eighteen months, either four stories or just in passing. Um, he would almost always weave in a story about a former player or a former stop in his career, something about baseball. And he just, that was his, that that's when he was most excited. I think you would really see him. You could see how fondly he remembered all that as he would tell you those stories. And so, um, it's just, you know, I'm sure. we know locally that that impact was, was uh, you know, a two-way street that, that you know, people remembered Lou the way Lou remembered people. And so I think um, that's probably, uh, you know, a memory a lot of folks will have of him all over the country that he impacted their lives and that they had, you know, an enjoyable time when they were part of the organization he was in.
0: Right. Brittany Showalter, you're a digital editor and photographer. You had some interaction with him and some other folks uh, in in the organization. Talk about your impressions.
3: So as a photographer, I'm always calling people trying to get to schedule, to get onto the field or to get into different places. And Every time I called Lou, he was always easy to get a hold of. He was always accommodating. It was just like, Lou's got your back. He's always going to get you what you need. Um, Something that I remember of him is that he was – always a great storyteller like Daniel was saying and is always I don't know I just was so intrigued by everything that he had to say like you feel like sometimes people can just ramble on I would I would sit there and just listen to Lou all day if I could and he was a great salesman like I was not sold on the Wichita Surge name but every time he talked about it I was like maybe he was just like he he made you love it
1: you know
0: course, we did the story on Wednesday talking about uh, his death and then getting reaction uh, from people in the community. Uh, I saw reaction on Twitter, uh, just did a search for the name Schweckheimer, and the tweets were from all over the country talking about how great a baseball guy he was, how great a guy he was, and uh, all the hard work and his legacy would be a good one. Uh, What were some of the reactions that that you all saw that, uh, that made an impression. Shelby, you talked to a few people.
3: Yeah, I, um, I spoke with Jeff Longwell. Of course he was mayor at the time, whenever, um, these conversations first started and, and got to know Lou really well, spent a lot of time with him. And so, um, he was obviously a voice that, that we wanted to include and, and yeah, certainly, Um, Jeff and others were just very shocked to hear the news. Um, You know, he said that this feels like we've lost a member of our family and Wichita feels like they lost a member of our family. Um, We also I also got some statements from uh, some of the developers who were involved in some of the that riverfront development that Lou was sort of inspired. Um, And so George Layham kind of weighed in here. I think he said it really well that that Lou built more than just a baseball stadium. He he said he built a symbol for the future of downtown in our city. Um, And I think that was just a really good way to, to kind of lay out, you know, that, that stadium really was a catalyst for a lot of conversations about Riverfront. And so now we've got the Riverfront village. We've got obviously, everything going on the East bank. So, um, I think that was just a really well said. Um, so yeah, certainly a lot of people in the business community got to know Lou either, you know, through sponsorships at the stadium. Um, you know, once the stadium was finished, he, he took every opportunity he could to get people to come out and tour it and love to show it off. And so, um, even though, you know, we never got to see a game there yet. Um, he really just wanted them to see the work that he had created and the work that he had done. So, um, certainly meant a lot to a lot of people here in Wichita.
0: Daniel, did you, uh, hear some reaction as well that impressed you?
1: Yeah, I think just kind of, uh, similar to what Shelby said, um, from, you know, local leaders, uh, either that, that she interviewed or that I saw, you know, post their own kind of memories and condolences online. It was, you know, uh, pretty obvious, I think that at a lot of levels, Wichita had embraced, lou as much as lou had embraced wichita um and you know again that probably speaks to the optimism that he had and and again that charm it was tough to not like him if you were around him i don't know if if, if you could have really so i think it was just uh, um kind of an, an overall feeling of of losing one of our own even though he you know as you said he hadn't hadn't been here that long but he had been such a uh kind of transformative figure uh, involved in so much that's been talked about for so long in that area of town and, and bringing something folks were excited about. So I think uh, just a, a sense, the sense of loss, the size of the sense of loss uh, just kind of told me how much an impression he had made with folks locally.
0: Certainly we're saddened by Lou's passing, and uh, but there is a uh, a practical side to it. And now we look to the future to a certain extent and talk about what happens now with the team and, and uh, with the with the development around the stadium? Kirk, uh, talk about that a little bit. There, there's still some things that we're going to need to find out over the coming months.
2: Yes, uh, we'll we'll need to find out what the. Ownership ownership group arrangement is not only for the wind surge as a franchise, uh, but but what is the Riverfront LP uh, ownership group like? You know, he only had that group only had to divulge twenty five percent ownership interest to the city as part of their agreement or their their contract when they made the deal to sell the four acres to Riverfront. Uh, and Lou was the only one above twenty five percent, so he was obviously the big majority part of piece of this we'll we'll need to find out what goes on from here and is there a person in waiting who is ready to uh just go full bore ahead with this project is it going to you know kind of mesh into what george lamb and the other developers have planned just north of there for the douglas and mclean area uh and there's still a question with the with the baseball franchise itself. You know, minor league baseball is contracting by 40 to 42 teams. Now, those are going to be lower, you know, smaller cities. That won't be Wichita. Wichita will have a team. But there's a very real question as to whether it will be a triple-A team and whether, whether it will be a Marlins team. There's a chance because of geography that Wichita could kind of get knocked down to double-A. And we've explained that in the story before. Um so all that is still to be determined. That's going to have to be, you know, played out after the major league season ends, it looks like. So, yeah, a lot of unknowns that we'll be following up on here in the, in the coming weeks and months.
0: Yeah, we'll be uh, reporting on all that. That's for sure. I want to share with you guys a uh, note that uh, Lou sent me. I had just done my second update on how I was doing with ALS, and he sent me a nice note. I want to share that with you. Hey, Bill. I've been wanting to send along a note for some time now and simply want you to know that I admire so much your courage and grace as you share your story dealing with ALS. Certainly not easy, I'm certain, but you inspire us all. I also should say I am forever grateful for your kind welcome to this wonderful city of Wichita in what seems like ages ago now. My wife, daughter, chocolate lab, and 30 team members call Wichita home now and thought if you ever had the desire, felt like getting out and about, we would love to have you and your family tour the new stadium. We're now allowed to gather in small groups, are getting really good at practicing social distancing, and can use masks or whatever precautions you're comfortable with. As the coronavirus continues to change our world and you battle onward, I hope there can be some small comfort that you remain in our thoughts and prayers, and should we in any small way be of any assistance to you and yours, As you move forward, we remain only a call or text away. With respect and admiration, I remain sincerely, Lou. Now, uh, I I did not know Lou very well. Uh, I had interviewed him, obviously, for the podcast and at another public event, but I didn't know him real well. And for him to send me that note uh, really impressed me and uh, really made me appreciate uh, Lou, and somebody who would do something like that. Guys, thanks for uh, joining me on the podcast today. I appreciate it. And we send out our condolences, uh, not only to the family, but also our thoughts and prayers to the uh, Wichita Wind Surge organization as well. Please contact us if you want to share your experiences. You can reach me at broy at bizjournals.com. That's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 166, Remembering Lou Schweckheimer. We hope you're doing well. Now is the time to be innovative as you fight to survive and eventually prosper. Check out all our podcast episodes at our BizTalk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and for subscribing. BizTalk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com backslash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.